Be encouraged. Welcome to a podcast centered around being encouraged, being an encouragement to someone, and being in courage, replacing fear with unwavering trust. I hope you are encouraged today by a message from Michelle Reynolds. No matter what phase you are in in life, you can be in courage in Christ. Hi, you guys. Welcome back. So today, I really just kind of wanted to share my thoughts and what I feel like God has been teaching me through the death of George Floyd and everything that has occurred in response to his death. And to be honest with you, I really struggled the first couple of days of everything that was going on. And I really was just seeking God in prayer. And, and reading his words to try to understand why I was struggling so much. And some of the things that I kind of struggled with was I am a black woman who loves the skin that I am in. Thank God for creating me the way that he created me. And for a long time, I was very insecure about that when I was around certain groups of people. When I was around people that look like me, I kind of felt like sometimes I wasn't black enough, especially as I I matured and grow in my relationship with Christ or I started to be around people who didn't look like me, I often kind of wondered if my culture, if my race saw me as if I was acting white. And then when I was around majority whites, I kind of always had this insecurity. Am I being too black? Do I have to dull down the fact that I have natural hair? I speak a certain way. I find certain things in my culture to be fun or attractive or popular that the white community may see as ghetto or wretched. So I always kind of had this bounce back and forward between am I black enough or am I too black? And then I really started to grow in my relationship with God to really understand that I don't get my validation from people. I don't need the acceptance or approval of people. But again, when George Floyd's death happened and it was just this great divide between those who were pro-black, those who were Black Lives Matter was forefront. Not that white lives didn't matter or no other life matter, but it was all about Black Lives Matter. And I didn't have that same passion. I knew that what happened was wrong. I sympathize and I empathize, but I did not have this passion to go out and march, to go out and really protest about George Floyd's death and everything that happened surrounding us, I really started to feel bad. Like, man, do I not know enough about my history? Am I blind to the racism that people endure? All these questions started to go through my mind. Am I not black enough? Does me waking up in the morning and just being black not mean anything? Is that not enough? And then I started to wonder, well, if I did begin to really be pro-black and really start to emphasize the importance of the African-American race, how would my white counterparts feel? Would they feel as if I'm not sympathizing with them and understanding them? All these questions were going through my mind that I felt like I just didn't have the answer to. And then not only that, but I started to look at how we have people, again, who are passionate about Black Lives Matter. Then you have people who are passionate about the allegiance to the country and to the leaders of the country and to the flag. And then I started to look at people who were passionate about 
corona and the safety of people who were out protesting, all these different things. Everybody was passionate about something. And I really started to ask the Lord, like, okay, Lord, why am I not passionate about Black Lives Matter? Why am I not passionate about the allegiance to the country? Why am I not even passionate about corona? What is it that I'm supposed to be passionate about? And then the more I started to seek God on this understanding, I looked at the fact that there are Christians who are passionate about Black Lives Matter. There are Christians who are passionate about allegiance to the country and to the flag. And there are Christians who are passionate about Corona and everything that's surrounding that. And as I really started to ask God, Lord, show me what others don't see. Show me what I'm supposed to see through this experience because my experience is unique. Everybody's experience to this is unique. So what is it I'm supposed to see? And when I started to seek him on that answer, what I realized is that I am passionate about Jesus Christ and the teachings of Jesus Christ. Not a religion, not the the title of being a Christian, but really the teachings of Jesus Christ. And one thing that I felt like God was showing me is that how is it we have Christians that are divided on what's important? How do we have Christians that are on the left and on the right and in the middle? How do we have this group of believers who are all supposed to be on the same page with God as the head? How do we have so many different people who are Christians sharing their opinion and sharing hate? and sharing what they think is important or what they think should be said when all of us are supposed to be on the same page. God calls Christians to be to be unified. So how do we have Christians on different sides of this argument or different sides of thinking when we're all supposed to be on the same page? And that really bothered me because it made me realize just how much as a church, as the people, as followers of Jesus Christ, we have missed the mark. We have all gotten distracted by our own opinion and by the teachings of the church, by the teachings of a religious building the teachings of people, we have gotten so distracted away from the teachings of Christ that it's reflected in our behavior. It's reflected in the fact that we are so divided, even as Christians. I can expect that from people of the world. I can expect that from non-believers, but for Christians to be divided on what's important, on how to handle this situation, it just shows us how much as a country and as a people, we have gotten away from the teachings of Jesus Christ. We have gotten away from what it means to really be in relationship with God. And that's what I'm passionate about. That's what got fire in my bones. That's what made me realize that, hey, Michelle, you do need to speak out. And don't speak out about Black Lives Matter. Don't speak out about the allegiance to the flag. Not that those things aren't important, but they are not what is most important. What's most important is for my Christian brothers and sisters to take a step back and do a heart check. To really check your heart posture, to check my heart posture, to really see if you are a Christian because it's socially accepted or it's socially popular, or are you a Christian because you have counted the cost and you have said that no matter what, no matter how I feel, no matter what I think, I am going to put God's truth. I am going to put biblical teaching 
before I put my opinion. My words are going to conform to what Jesus taught because we don't have to have this figured out. We don't have to know the answers because God already gave us the answers. He has already told us how to handle these situations when they arise. But instead of us going to biblical teaching and applying what the word teaches us, we go based off of our own opinion. We allow the deceitfulness in our heart to control how we interact with our brothers and sisters, non-believers and believers alike. So as Christians, all of us should be on the same page. There should be no divide. We are all supposed to be looking at this through spiritual eyes and we don't have to have the answer. God told us to love our brothers and sisters, to forgive seven times, 70 times, to be merciful. We know what we're supposed to be doing. And instead of us doing that and coming together and showing that Jesus is real through our unity like we're supposed to do, we're just giving the devil a foothold into Christianity to make God's name seem like it's in vain because there are people out there quoting scriptures and proclaiming that Jesus is real, but we're taking away, we're tainting Jesus's ministry by our actions and our words because we're contributing to the divide instead of coming together and humbling ourselves to one another and glorifying God through our actions. We have allowed pride and our opinions to get in the way. We have allowed our judgmental heart to get in the way of doing what it is that we're supposed to do as Christians. We're not supposed to be sharing our opinion or out here saying how this group is wrong and this person should be looking at it from this perspective. We have taken scripture out of context to match our opinions versus actually getting out and just being humble and saying, hey, my brother, let me pray with you. Hey, my sister, let me share with you. And I'm not saying that all Christians have done this, but those who are truly applying biblical teaching, I am here with you and I am praying with you and I am sharing this journey with you as we go out together and minister to our brothers and sisters, not our black brothers and sisters, not our white brothers and sisters, not our brothers and sisters that share the same ideology about political beliefs as we do, but to every person who God sends across our path to say, Jesus loves you. I love you. How can I come and meet you where you are? How can I minister to you the truth? Not my opinion, but God's truth, not God's truth taken out of context but God's truth in purity. One of the things that I realized that God showed me was the scripture, Matthew 7 verses one through five. Those scriptures read, do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? Hypocrite. First, get rid of the log in your eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. And what God showed me is that if each of us as individuals take responsibility for our own conduct, 
if each of us as Christians sit back and do a self-examination of our heart to sit back and say, what is it that God is teaching me about my relationship with him and my relationship with others that I need to learn about, that I need to change and apply. It is so much easier to change ourselves than to change an institution and to change another person. If every person, if every one of us will really take a step back and say, Lord, what is it that you need to teach me about how I love others and about how I love you and about how I apply your biblical teachings to my life, then this world will be a better place overall. But we're all so focused on the next person and the sin of the next person that we're so quick to cast judgment because, oh, I would never do that. I would never say that. Oh, that person is wrong for that. Oh, I can't believe they're doing a thing like that. Even me, me talking about my Christian brothers and sisters, believe me, I've been doing a heart exam. I've been checking myself to say, Michelle, are you being judgmental? How can you cast a stone? Are you sinless? So we all just need to take a step back and do a heart exam to really see in what measure are we casting judgment? In what measure do we expect to receive forgiveness, but we're not willing to give forgiveness? In what measure do we expect God to give us grace, but we're not willing to share that grace with others? How can we receive mercy from God and not really understand the value of sharing mercy with someone who does something that we don't agree with? None of us are perfect. We all have our own individual flaws that we need to work through, that we need grace from God in order to help us and the leading of the spirit in order to grow us. But we all need to be willing to know that we have to be willing to accept conviction. We have to be willing to look at the things in our life that we need to change before we look at the things from our counterparts that they need to change. So I pray that as I pour out my heart and I share with you the things that God has been teaching me for my own personal experience. I can't speak for you. I can only share with you the things that God has been showing to me and, and the things that he's growing and developing me about. And I pray that those things help you in your journey and your relationship with God. It's not my opinion that matters. It's not your opinion that matters. It's about us all being honest with ourselves, doing heart exams and allowing God to convict us on the things that we need to change as individuals and in relationship to God, in relationship with others, as Christians, we need to be on the same page. And that page is whatever God says, whatever the Holy Spirit leads us to. We all have different gifts and talents that we play a part in fulfilling God's purpose, but we are all on the same page as far as what that purpose is. So I need my Christian brothers and sisters to take a step back do a heart exam and really sit back and say, okay, Lord, what is it that you're teaching me? What is it that I need to do differently in my relationship with you and my relationship with others and allow the Holy Spirit to lead you after that conviction and to change you. But we need to all do a better job of being Christians, being followers of Jesus's teachings, not being a religious person, but really applying the teachings of Christ. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And I pray that you receive whatever it is that God has for you through this message. Father God, thank you so much. Lord, I'm so unworthy. God, I'm so unworthy, but I thank you for using me for whatever purpose that you have, Father God. I pray that my words and my thoughts and my actions will all conform to you, Father God. I pray that I never get in the way 
Never get in the way of doing what it is that you have planned, Father God, for my life. Lord, I pray that every person that hears this message, they will look past any flaws that I have. They will look past any misplaced words or anything that wasn't in the order that they think it should be in, Father God, but hear whatever it is that you have for them to hear and to apply whatever changes the Holy Spirit convicts them of, Father God. Lord, I pray that you would just continue to bless and heal our land. Help us to turn our hearts and our minds towards you, Father God. And Lord, I pray for George Ford's family. I pray for them as they go through this journey that they will be comforted, Father God, and they will be encouraged by your spirit and and held father god by your presence i pray that every person that has an opinion or ideal or a feeling whatever it is and ex every experience around this father god would come and be made for good father and that you will be glorified as a result lord i pray that you would help your children father god to to come together in unity and share your love and compassion and forgiveness and grace and mercy with every person that they come in contact with, regardless of skin color, regardless of political beliefs, and regardless of past, Father God. And Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for just being exactly who you are. And I pray that you would help us to just come to an understanding. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you today. Please share and come back next week for another episode of Be Encouraged.